Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023, and classified documents found at fake Biden think tank. Was he using them to help the Chinese government? We will find all the answers to these questions on this show. House GOP rules package defunds 87,000 IRS agents and White House demands Facebook censor Tucker Carlson. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Okay, starting off our show today with the nuclear bombshell, and man, it will make your blood boil. Joe Biden was hoarding classified top secret documents inside of his private personal office inside of the University of Pennsylvania. This is the bombshell that dropped late last night. The government didn't give you this information voluntarily. This had to be reported out and the story had to break. And let's reveal what this story shows us about Joe Biden and also about our elites and the way that they are utilizing mundane and arcane rules in order to persecute those people that they disagree with politically. Classified documents from Biden when he was vice president, are found in his think tank, Washington office. Ten files were found six days before the midterm elections. So much like how Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX collapsed just in time for him to funnel hundreds of millions of dollars into Democrats in order for him to take the money from your bank accounts and to use it to illegally fund Democrat causes. Sorry, haha, no refunds. These people made sure that the dam held up just long enough for them to get whatever they needed out of the midterm election cycle and for them to try and keep this rotted edifice temple diseased up just long enough for them to stave off a red wave. And that they did. So give them marks for, at the very least, controlling the media cycle long enough for them to get their desired result, which was not a bloodbath in the midterms, just a red trickle, a red wave for a kiddie pool. That's what they got. Remember Paul Pelosi? Remember the hammer attack? Remember David DePape? Remember that he's an illegal immigrant? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, a MAGA supporter? Remember the fact that he's a psychedelic drug abusing hippie who lives inside of a commune who like uses some type of like psychedelic drugs in order to stare at his marijuana leaf American flag while he plays with his hammer when all of his friends said that he was a leftist and then he attacked Paul Pelosi remember that yeah nobody remembers that nobody knows anything now about that story at all because it's lost its usefulness and it would have been very useful for in a time when they were attacking Donald Trump and they saying that Donald Trump is no longer qualified to be president, must be struck from ever being president again via the law. Remember that? Yeah. Well, now Joe Biden did the exact same thing, and we knew about it before the midterm elections. But of course, Joe Biden's lawyers knew about it before the midterm elections, and our government knew about it before the midterm elections, because the National Archives and the DOJ were aware of this before the midterm elections. But did they say anything about it? Remember how they closed up Hillary Clinton's email? 
investigation right before the 2016 election? The timing is so curious. It's so interesting, truly. And they actually opened the investigation into Trump 90 days before the election, just in time to get Donald Trump, who call him what you will. I'm a fan of Donald Trump, but Donald Trump is a polarizing figure in America. A lot of people did not want to make the midterm elections about Donald Trump. They raided Donald Trump's home right before the election to make sure that Donald Trump had maximum headline exposure, that Republicans could not get their message across without Donald Trump, who Donald Trump was not on the ballot. But Donald Trump had endorsed a bunch of candidates and did this hurt his endorsement of those candidates? Of course it did. Of course it did. Because when you have the entire Prague leftist news apparatus doing pure 24-hour-a-day propaganda that Donald Trump was keeping the nuclear codes at Mar-a-Lago, well, that's going to hurt him. So the FBI and the DOJ have a rule that they're not going to open up any investigations 90 days before an election into any political figure. And so they hit Donald Trump exactly 90 days before the election to make sure that it had maximum saturation and maximum damage to the conservative cause. Now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump damages the conservative cause. What I'm saying is that with independents, with minority voters, with suburban women voters, that what they didn't want in 2022 was another election about Trump. That's a fact. And neither should you, because Donald Trump wasn't on the ballot. Joe Biden should have been on the ballot. Elections in America are about referendums. And referendums have to do with the people in power. Donald Trump, it's not what I want. I certainly don't like it. But Donald Trump, not in power right now. So it should have been about Joe Biden. But instead, they were able to manufacture a Donald Trump scandal news cycle when Donald Trump had no scandal, when Donald Trump was the president of the United States, had every right to classify or declassify anything he wished. Bill Clinton did it to tapes that were in his sock drawer. Never take a blacklight to Bill Clinton's sock drawer, please, unless you want to go blind. But nonetheless, this is established law. We'll be joined soon in the show by legal expert Mike Davis to talk more about it. But this is established precedent in law. Joe Biden, as vice president, has no right to classify or declassify anything. And so actually, strangely enough, this is far more of a scandal, what we're about to discuss right now, with Joe Biden than with anything that Donald Trump ever did. Because the power of the executive is vested into Donald Trump and not in Joe Biden, because this, these papers come from when Joe Biden was vice president. And these papers were being held at a fake think tank created for Joe Biden with Chinese dollars. And we'll get to all of that here in this show. But just off the top, that's the difference here. And the major difference here is that the FBI openly and egregiously leaked fake stories to the Washington Post and to the New York Times about Donald Trump. They went through and staged photo ops inside of Mar-a-Lago. You remember throwing all the classified documents on the floor. They did all this to harm Republicans and to rig elections. So what do we have now? We have Joe Biden doing the exact same thing, but worse. And it happened before the midterms. We knew about it before the midterms and you didn't hear nothing, nothing. It is now 2023. It is a sleepy news cycle in 2023, and they're just like slowly, slowly sprinkling these breadcrumbs out there. This is the reporting from CBS about it, breaking the story. Watch. 
Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about a mile from the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number and were found in November in a box among unclassified material. Sources would not characterize how sensitive the documents are. Responding to requests from CBS News, the White House counsel said that on November 2nd of last year, before the midterm elections, lawyers for President Biden were cleaning out office space at the center. When they discovered the documents marked classified in a locked closet, they stopped the work and contacted the White House. White House lawyers then reached out to the National Archives, which is responsible for the records. The archives in turn contacted the Department of Justice. Attorney General Merrick Garland then tasked the U.S. attorney in Chicago, John Lausch, a Trump appointee, with determining what is in the documents and how they arrived at the Penn-Biden Center. The FBI is also involved in the preliminary inquiry, which a source says is nearing its conclusion. So Joe Biden did far worse than Donald Trump ever did. And the reason why is because of the way that our executive is structured. Our executive is structured like this. The executive is one man. You elect a man. That's it. So the executive is embodied in the president's, in the president and the presidency in which that one man embodies. He is the executive. It comes with incredible authority, plenary authority to classify or declassify anything that the president wishes. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest people. They passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough of the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold, birch gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account today. Birch gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. Now, Bill Clinton has used this power. George Bush has used this power. Barack Obama has used this power. Joe Biden was never president. Joe Biden was vice president. D didn't have the power to declassify, and he didn't have the power to shove whatever illegal docs he wanted to into whatever little bin that he was storing them in, inside of his fake think tank. Jesse Waters, as he does regularly, asking the correct questions here. Check it out. Fox News alert. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has allegedly mishandled classified documents, which we all know is the greatest crime anybody can commit. Merrick Garland has tapped the U.S. attorney in Chicago to investigate Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. According to the Department of Justice, Biden squirreled away 10 classified documents in a closet at a Biden think tank in Washington. How did they get there? 
We don't know. But we can only guess that someone removed them from the vice president's office and brought them to the Biden Center. And prepare yourself. These documents were commingled with unclassified documents. There was a lot of commingling going on. Now, CBS was quick to point out that these documents, quote, did not contain nuclear secrets, meaning that Biden doesn't have Trump's love letters from Little Rocket Man. Hmm. Yeah. So the major difference here, obviously, is the way that the federal law enforcement agencies, the national archivists and the media are treating this story, because when it happened with Donald Trump, then all FBI raids were justified. And so I suppose we have to ask the question right now, how many of Joe Biden's beach houses? And I've been to two of them, by the way, in Delaware. My wife's from Delaware. She and her family homestead are just down the road, actually, from where Joe Biden has a beach house inexplicably, even though global warming is going to raise the water and flood his beach house someday. Joe Biden has a beach house there. Barack Obama has a beach house. Leonardo DiCaprio has a beach house. John Kerry has a beach house. They all have beach houses. You'd think they'd be up high in the Rocky Mountains if they were actually concerned about global warming. But what can you do? Joe Biden has a beach house. I've been to it. It's very nice. It's got a big wall around it. You know, Joe Biden funds a very expensive wall around his house, but not around this country. Uh, Which of Joe Biden's houses will be raided by the FBI next? Because if he has a little tranche of classified documents squirreled away illegally inside of a fake think tank set up for him, funded by Chinese dollars, um, what does he have in his home? His private home. Remember, they raided Melania's closet. They raided Barron's room. Barron's 16 years old. They went after Barron's Minecraft cheat codes. They went after Melania Trump's unmentionables. And as I've said many times, what Donald Trump should have put in his safe because they broke into Donald Trump's personal safe. What Donald Trump should have put in there is a copy of the Hunter Biden hard drive, a hard drive with Hunter Biden's laptop on it. So then federal authorities would have to admit that they have Hunter Biden's laptop. Donald Trump could have really pulled one over on him there. But nonetheless, Joe Biden will not be asked about this or pressured about this. Do you remember this was what was going to keep Donald Trump? This this disqualified Donald Trump for running for president. We have multiple tweets that have now been deleted. Mark Eilis, the Democrat super lawyer, has been deleting tweets all morning saying that the mishandling of classified documents means that you can no longer be president. Does that mean that Joe Biden's no longer president? Is that what that means? We'll throw that tweet up for you here in just a second. Joe Biden is currently in some type of um, three amigos uh, summit down in Mexico. I hope he doesn't get caught in the cartel war down there that is currently ongoing with the uh, Sinaloa cartel. But here's what it looked like when Joe Biden tried to get up from that meeting. So Joe Biden not going to get a chance to be asked questions by the press. Doesn't stop Marjorie Taylor Greene from reacting to this information and for saying, hmm, well, seems like one more thing to impeach Joe Biden for. And she's correct. Watch. Um, I just want to ask you really quickly about the news that just broke that Joe Biden, who's trying to put Donald Trump in jail for having classified documents at his home, also had classified documents at his office at the University of Pennsylvania. What do you make of this? 
Well, this is a huge story. It's very serious. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden conceivably stole those documents. What people need to understand is the president of the United States is the only one that can declassify documents, not the vice president. For Joe Biden to steal documents and have possession of them, this is a serious investigation. And the communists at NARA can't hide it anymore. And Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, they have to be held accountable if they don't treat Joe Biden exactly the same way they're treating President Trump. It's ridiculous and it's shameful. Mayor Garland is shameful. The fact he's the attorney general is shameful, I would say. He should be, um, he should be impeached. Yes. At least. Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, thank you very much. Good job, Marjorie. Now, go ahead and check this out from a Twitter user that we like a lot. His name's Comfortably, comfortably, comfortably Smug. Long thread of receipts. Throwback to when Mark Eilis, the Democrat super lawyer, said that Trump could be banned from the presidency because the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and MSNBC ate it up. The tweets are now deleted. So libs are now going through and deleting their tweets saying that this is going to prevent Donald Trump from ever becoming president again. Now, what did Mark Eilis tweet? Let's go ahead and uh, expand this. Uh, 18 U.S. Code 2071, concealment, removal, or mutilation generally. Whoever having the custody of such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing willfully and unlawfully concealed, removed, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys, the same shall be fined under title and imprisoned, not for three years. Oh, so are we going to imprison Joe Biden? Hmm, interesting. Curious. And shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office in the United States. Is Joe Biden the president anymore? Wait, hold on. I'm I'm reading this. This is what Mark Island. This is whoa. These are libs saying this. Okay, this isn't Glenn Beck. This is not some right. You know, this is no one like Mark Levin saying this. Tucker Carlson. This is the Democrat super lawyer who's in charge of making sure that our elections are as um, unsafe and insecure and uh, utterly like clownish as possible around the country, this guy, this specific guy, this Cretan, he's the one saying that Joe Biden should be removed from office right now. Check it out. Shall forfeit his office. Is Joe Biden still the president? Because Joe Biden did these things. He removed unlawfully classified government documents, and then he mutilated them by inter and commingling them with unclassified documents, and then by keeping them in an unsafe storage facility in his private office. Well, that's illegal. So when does Joe Biden go to the jail? When does Joe Biden get removed from office? Is Joe Biden even the president anymore? Well, not according to Democrats. Democrats are the ones saying, this is their lawyer saying that Joe Biden should no longer be the president. Hmm, curious. And it's not just their lawyer saying it. It's also their dutiful Soviet media apparatchiks just swap the name Trump with Biden in this supercut, watch. If uh, the Trump people represented that they provided all the classified or national security information and didn't, uh, that's a serious problem. No one is above the law. And the rule of law in a democracy, uh, you know, has to be our standard. No person is above the law, not even the president of the United States. 
not even a former president of the United States. The intelligence community needs to do its risk and damage assessment about how Donald Trump's very reckless handling of these documents might have harmed our national security. This was not a mistake that these documents landed, you know, at Mar-a-Lago. This is what he intended. Uh, and it also, by the way, shows uh, that they really want to get these documents back. And every second that they're at this beach house uh, in the possession of Donald Trump uh, is a risk to our national security. Hey, so you want to get your mind blown? I got you. We did some reporting last night. And we had found something very interesting because there's a very curious case here as to where and why these documents were being stored at this specific facility. Now, we're just asking questions here, but let's look into the University of Pennsylvania. Let's look into this specific office that Joe Biden had and where these documents were being held. There's some real questions that need to be asked here, and we will outline them for you uh, thusly. Are you prepared? Because this stuff is really dark, and this may actually spell the end of the Biden presidency, truly. Now, we're you know partly in jest saying that the DNC lawyer is calling for Joe Biden's removal, but he is, and American law is, and Joe Biden should be arrested for this. But what's the darker secret here? Is Joe Biden a Chinese traitor? Were the Chinese secretly getting access to this document through the University of Pennsylvania? Is that why the Chinese government is funding the University of Pennsylvania to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars every single year? Everyone's been asking that question. And why did the University of Pennsylvania's dean, the person in charge, get a plum ambassadorship from Joe Biden when he became president? Also, another curious question. Why was Joe Biden paid so much money by the University of Pennsylvania? Let's start with that. Joe Biden was paid $917,000 by the University of Pennsylvania and this fake center that was set up for him. This is called the the Biden Center, University of Pennsylvania. He was named a Benjamin Franklin presidential practice professor. That's what Joe Biden was named after he left office in 2017 as Joe Biden's vice president. Again, he was paid a million bucks a year. Pretty steep there. Whoa. His granddaughter, Naomi, and his late son, Bo, and his daughter, Ashley, all got degrees from this university. His granddaughter, Natalie, is an undergraduate at this university. Oh, curious that. White House special counsel said on Monday, the White House is cooperating with National Archives. But what will they actually be looking into? These documents or who's seen these documents? Check this out, people. This is the connection between the Communist Chinese Party and the University of Pennsylvania. And we're just asking questions here, but I think it's worth asking. The University of Pennsylvania accepts more than $100 million a year from China. That's weird. Why would they accept so much money from China? Now, China does invest a lot in higher education here in America, but why so much to the University of Pennsylvania specifically? Hundreds of percentages Hundreds of percentage points more than your average university investment from China. Well, that's strange. Did the Chinese government pay to get access to these files? What exactly is the Chinese government getting in return for their massive investment in China? Here's the donations. You can see here China and Hong Kong, which is a, a subsidiary state of China. 
You're seeing there to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars in donations, far more than any other, far more than any other country, which, you know, it's pittance for the rest of the countries. But it doesn't stop there. This is interesting questions. $54 million in Chinese gifts donated to the University, uh, University of Pennsylvania, home of the Biden Center. Well, this is a little strange. This is from the New York Post. President of the Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania, Amy Gutman, who is now the ambassador to Germany. She took Rick Grinnell's spot as the ambassador to Germany, was asked questions about this during her confirmation hearing. People were like, wait a second, why are you accepting so much Chinese yen? University of Pennsylvania cannot explain donations from Chinese company. This from the Free Beacon. A Chinese company that has direct connections to the government, the Chinese Communist Party, is donating millions of dollars to the University of Pennsylvania. Now, this is a shell company, and this is very, very strange. Why would a shell company organization from China that has direct connections, operational connections to the Communist Chinese Party be donating to the University of Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania struggles to explain $3 million in donation from Hong Kong Shell Company. That's from Fox News. Huh, that's weird. So this mysterious, opaque company from communist China is dumping millions of dollars into this small, obscure university in the middle of the most crime-riddled neighborhoods of Philadelphia. Huh, that's odd. I wonder why. Now, we're just asking questions along with, of course, Tucker Carlson, who asked the same thing. What, were the Chin- what was the Chinese government getting out of this? Were they getting access to these documents? I think that's an important question here. How many meetings with Chinese officials did Joe Biden take inside of his little cushy professorial suite at the University of Pennsylvania? Was this an access point to Joe Biden, the presumed front runner for the Democrat Party in 2020? Was this where those meetings took place under the auspices of higher education and diplomacy? Tucker Carlson asking those questions along with our show. Watch. Now, we should say we don't know exactly what these classified documents are. And unlike Michael Beschloss and the former head of the CIA, we're not going to speculate. But according to CNN, they were very sensitive. Quote, the classified materials included some top secret files with the sensitive compartmented information designation, also known as SCI, which is used for highly sensitive information obtained from intelligence sources. So what exactly were these materials? Were they the nuclear codes? We're probably going to find out pretty soon because there's no question Merrick Garland will unleash one of his signature pre-dawn raids on the University of Pennsylvania at any moment. Because <laughs> it's a national security threat. Merrick Garland will get right on that. But actually, Penn may be a national security event. We know you're very impressed. Your nephew got in. But Penn, as an institution, takes an awful lot of money from the Chinese Communist Party. Not making that up. In recent years, Penn has received more than $50 million from anonymous Chinese donors. So the question is, were those donors peering at the classified documents, the national security secrets that Joe Biden had been stashing at the fake think tank that Penn set up for him. How much access did they have exactly to these documents? We're very much looking forward to the Washington Post expose on that. And someone should be asking those questions of the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, exactly how many Chinese Communist Party diplomats went through the Biden Center 
and how many of them had unfettered access to documents inside that center. I think that's an, an absolutely important question to ask, especially given the knowledge that we have from Hunter Biden's laptop, that the Biden family is essentially an ambassador for the Communist Party of China, bought and sold. Donald Trump on Truth Social saying, when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? These documents were not declassified. Donald Trump, I think, missing the point there that Joe Biden has no authority to declassify any of these documents. Don Jr., the president's son, hopping in saying, we were told for months that this was treasonous, grounds for impeachment, meriting the death penalty. Yet I have a feeling that nothing will happen. U.S. attorney reviewing classified documents from Joe Biden's presidency. This is so egregious that even CNN and the absolute toady vultures at CNN are sitting there gasping, saying how bad this looks for Joe Biden, saying it looks terrible and is a political gift to Donald Trump. Watch. We have this. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen, how one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Totally irresponsible. Um, and okay. I, I just want to be precise. That was uh, released on CBS 60 Minutes on September 18th, 2022, about a month or so before, uh, they, or maybe two months before they found similar documents at the Biden private office. Right, exactly. Uh, the, the the president obviously did not was not, according to the, the, the statement that we received from the White House, was not at that point aware of the discover of these items. But what it will call into question is, you know, just as just as the, the 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 president made this mistake or someone made this mistake and transported these documents to the Penn Biden Center, just as easily someone could have done this uh, in the case of former President Donald Trump. And the question to the Justice Department is, you know, are you treating them differently? Obviously, the, 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 the Trump investigation, uh, we know, has taken a much different turn, right? You have months and months between uh, where the archives was asking for these documents to be returned. Uh, we know that so that then CNN, of course, has to go into spin mode. But the guy can't stop this national security expert on CNN and Wolf Blitzer are both presenting this. This segment itself is damning. They went through and they found that old Biden clip and you heard the Biden clip. How could this have happened? Is this a threat? Is this a threat to our democracy? How could, how could... Yeah, he did the same thing. He did the same thing and possibly... For a far more nefarious reason, again, University of Pennsylvania is going to have to answer the question as to why so many communist Chinese dollars flow through it. Its connection to the Biden family, strong. As we counted there, a half dozen members of the Biden family have degrees from the University of Pennsylvania. Joe Biden fancies himself Mr. Pennsylvania, Mr. Scranton Scrapper, and Joe Biden has his own think tank there, the Biden Center for Diplomacy. Was, do, was that diplomacy meeting a, a, a obscure 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Way to meet with Communist Party officials under the pretext of higher education and diplomacy. Hmm. The American people want to know the answers to these questions. Recent poll says the majority of independents want Biden crime family probes prioritized in Congress. A majority of independents want congressional investigations into the Biden family prioritized Sunday CBS YouGov poll. There is a major appetite for this. Everyone wants to find out the truth. Top committee oversight chairman James Comer from Kentucky has launched nine investigations in the Biden business and potential violations, including money laundering, wire fraud, tax evasions and human trafficking. Hmm. Curious that the probes are separate from the Department of Justice investigation into Hunter Biden for tax and gun related violations. Fifty seven percent of independents want Comer's probes into Hunter prioritized. Fifty three percent said the same thing about Joe Biden. I want this to be clear. The investigation of Joe Biden is an investigation of Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden, Comer announced in November. The Biden family business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality, from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. The 218th Congress will will take this committee and evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners. Boom. Boom. And now they need to look into this. What were these classified documents doing Why did Joe Biden have these classified documents? And more importantly, under what authority? Joe Biden wasn't the president of the United States. Joe Biden has no plenary power to classify or declassify or to keep any classified documents at all, unlike the president of the United States. According to the Harris poll, 58 percent of voters believe that Joe Biden has played a role in his family's business dealings. Sixty percent say Hunter Biden sold influence and access to the presidency. So we are winning on that messaging narrative right there. We are winning There are not many things where Republicans are winning on the narratives, and that is one where we have broken through. So let us continue. And we are winning as the House rules package passed last night with a resounding majority. What a huge win for conservatives. I cannot underlie this enough. If you want justice for the Biden crime family, if you want Joe Biden to actually go to jail, if you want the Biden crime family to be exposed, we need a muscular investigation in Congress to expose these things. There is a great power in congressional committees and subpoenas. And you can go to jail for not complying. So we need Congress to stand united and to have a backbone and a set of brass balls. And by passing the GOP rules package, which was thoroughly negotiated by the Freedom Caucus and the 20 patriots who stood up to institutional Washington with only one defection, Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a Congress like you've never seen before. This is going to be the most conservative Congress you've ever experienced in your life. What happened? Well, the rules package passed. It passed 220 to 213 with Speaker McCarthy's new majority saying, baby, buckle up. 55 page package includes some but not all of the concessions McCarthy made to the group of 20 House Republicans, a speaker's vote and his bid Saturday morning when he won in the 15th floor vote. 
Uh, this includes a motion to vacate provision, which allows for one member to remove the House Speaker. Well, that's an incredible amount of power given to members of Congress. Remember, this is about dissipating the power, dissolving the power that has been gobbled up by the Speaker of the House and giving that power back to the people inside of the, our most representative federal body. It also does away with proxy voting and virtual participation in congressional committee meetings, which Democrats put in place in the spread of COVID-19. For far too long, the House allowed members to do their jobs from home without ever setting foot in Washington, Tom Cole said on the House floor. Cole is taking over the committee a chairmanship of the powerful House Rules Committee and went through some of the changes in the package. He also noted that Republicans are taking over committee leadership positions and select committees that have been investigating COVID-19 pandemic and would reorient to be focused on looking into COVID's origins and how shutdowns adversely rep, uh, affected the country. Way to go. Way to go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the House Rules Package is absolutely spectacular and is going to usher in the best, uh, perhaps most conservative Congress we've ever seen. Check it out. These rules are not a serious attempt at governing. They're essentially a ransom note to America from the extreme right. They're still empowering the extremists. Don't take my word for it. Let's go through their rules package. They're giving a single member the ability to remove the speaker at any time, letting a small far-right faction hold their leadership hostage. Congresswoman. It's you know, all your fault. <laughs> apparently, um, that's usually what the, t the Democrats like to say. But this empowers every individual member of Congress, even the Democrats. That single member motion to vacate is for them as well. Uh, these single subject legislation uh, pieces that we're going to see, this is something that we have in 47 state legislatures. To have it on a federal level is massive. Um, so I'm proud that we took a few extra days to make sure that we get this right. It may look like chaos and dysfunction, but I'm a mom of four boys. That's a part of my everyday life. And really, last week was the most productive week I have experienced in Congress. People are really. Yeah, the most productive week I have experienced in Congress. Now, now voting will look like it looked like last night when that same Lauren Boebert defunded, voted to defund the IRS, 87,000 new agents in a single page bill. On one single subject. Isn't that wonderful? Listen to Lauren Boebert bragging, as she rightfully should, about this brand new, wonderful addition to Congress and the way that we vote on bills. Hey, everyone. We are back in session here in Washington, D.C., and I'm about to cast my vote for our very first bill this Congress. It's two pages, not thousands. It has one subject and zero earmarks. Oh, and it'll help stop the harassment of the American citizens by prohibiting those 87,000 IRS agents from ever even being hired. That's conservative governance at its finest. More freedom, less government, and we are just getting started. Cutting $72 billion from the IRS, man, that's a hell of a start. That's a hell of a start, baby. Putting Freedom Caucus members across committees, putting Freedom Caucus members in positions of leadership, Beautiful. Rep. Premier Jayapal called the rules package for MAGA extremists. Blah. Snore. Snooze. And by the way, every Democrat voted in favor of 87,000 new IRS agents. See, this is the beauty of having the gavel. So now they're able to force Democrats to be in favor of 87,000 new IRS agents to audit and tax and harass the middle class here in this country. Whoa. This was a party line vote. 221 to 210 
with one Republican and two Democrats not voting. Promises made, promises kept, said Speaker McCarthy as he banged the gavel. Republicans in the House cheered. The legislation called for the family, the legislation is called, Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act would take away all but $8 billion of the $80 billion passed for the Inflation Reduction Act to bolster the ranks of the IRS. The bill was dead on arrival in the U.S. Senate, which is still controlled by the Democrats, as Republican uh, uh, Nebraska Senator Ben Sass left to become the University of Florida president on Monday. Even if 12 Senate Democrats voted alongside Republicans to override the filibuster threat, the legislation would be killed by President Biden's veto pen. The Biden White House called this a reckless bill that demonstrated the House Republicans' top priority is to allow rich and multi-billion dollar corporations to skip out on their taxes. Whoa, really? Well, actually, polling shows that the vast majority of audits target the middle class and avoid the rich. So... Joe Biden donors get away scot-free directly off to little St. James uh, and the rest of us get completely screwed. So the beauty of the gavel and the beauty of having power and wielding power is being able to force Democrats into defending these things. And so now you have the White House and every single Democrat voting in favor of 87,000 new IRS agents. Beautiful tweet here from Michael McLeod who is a new member of Congress from Texas, uh, saying the first House GOP bill we vote on is only two pages long. It's about a single topic. It was noticed with enough time to read, and it will be voted on by members who show up to vote in person. It works to combat the weaponization of government against the people. I love it. Wow, we, wow, we. One of the only people who didn't vote for this new rules package was Dan Crenshaw, Mark Green, a member of the Freedom Caucus, actually beat Dan Crenshaw in his race for Homeland Security Chair Committee. Mark Green, who's from Tennessee, won the coveted gavel of the Homeland Committee, the House Committee, forgive me, on Homeland Security on Monday, beating Rep. Dan Crenshaw for the position. Green is a combat veteran described by his colleagues as a rising star in the party, and he is that strengthened the border would be the top priority as he gears up to helm the panel. And he said that strengthening the border with his top priorities gears up uh, to helm the panel. Oh, forgive me there. Green is a member of the House Freedom Caucus, giving conservatives a win and placing them in more positions of power as Republicans assume the majority. Green has maintained a strong relationship with leadership. Green received key endorsements from conservatives uh, and, ladies and gentlemen, is again a massive victory against a man who called his own party terrorists. And by the way, the unforgivable sin about doing such a thing when Dan Crenshaw said that the 20 people who were holding out on McCarthy's votes were terrorists, the unforgivable thing about doing that is that it actually echoes the vernacular of the left. So this echoes the nomenclature of the left. The left wants to call us terrorists. So what you are doing is you're doing the left, the left's work by doing that. MAGA extremists, MAGA terrorists. They all say it. Joe Biden says it from the White House, from the from the dais behind the seal of the president's presidency of the United States. Joe Biden calls his fellow Americans terrorists. And then Dan Crenshaw engaged in the same thing. And that's what makes that unforgivable. When you codify the left's language about our movement and then use it to attack your own move, a movement that you're a part of, you're doing their job for them. Ladies and gentlemen, and we don't need further traitors uh, among us in this party. You certainly don't need further traitors inside of the White House. Is Joe Biden himself a traitor? Did Joe Biden sell access to classified documents to foreign governments 
That's what they accused Donald Trump of doing. Did Joe Biden commit high treasons? And that's certainly something to impeach him over. That's one of the one of the reasons to impeach a president, actually, is high treason. Well, certainly selling classified documents to foreign governments would be included in that. Now, we wait to see if there's any evidence of that. But nonetheless, it's a curious question and also a greater question at hand. Does Joe Biden have any power to hold any classified documents ever in this time period? Because in this time period, Joe Biden was just the former vice president of the United States, one of the most banal and useless positions in all of our government. Joe Biden, of course, had no power. And of course, this is totally illegal. To comment more on this, joining the program now is legal expert and one of the most trusted, trusted minds in Washington, D.C. on such subject matters, Mike Davis. Mike, thank you so much for being on the program. You were a regular during the persecution of Donald Trump for holding and misusing and uh, mixing classified documents with other documents in an unsecure facility down in Mar-a-Lago. resulted in a raid. You were on the program regularly talking to people, talking to our audience about how Donald Trump has the right to do this. Does Joe Biden have the same right? Um, he does not. Uh, when you're a, the president of the United States, you have the, the constitutional and statutory power under the Presidential Records Act to declassify and take any records you want when you leave office. You can make you could take a personal copy of records and it goes to the office of former president that has uh, federally funded office space, federally funded staff, Secret Service protection. It's a very secure environment. Contrast that with Joe Biden, who did not have the constitutional or statutory power under the Presidential Records Act to take any documents when he le left office, let alone classified documents. And he took them apparently to an office in Washington, D.C. that he used as a fake professor for the University of Pennsylvania. You have to ask who had access to this office uh, that he had these. It looks like at least 10 classified records in his uh, his office in Washington, D.C. Did Hunter? Is this the office that Hunter Biden used for his yes. meeting? Is this the office that James Biden used for his meetings? Uh, this is is there going to be an FBI raid on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James Biden? Is there going to be at a minimum? Is, is there going to be an intel assessment like they're doing with President Trump? Documents that he had at Mar-a-Lago in a secure environment versus Biden's records that he had no right to have in an un insecure environment, an unsecure environment. So, I mean, it's very curious to see this boomerang back on the same people who screamed from the rooftops that Don this was going to ban Donald Trump from ever being president again. Now, uh, uh, scholars and people who actually understand the law, like yourselves, uh, made sure that we were comforted by the fact that uh, it is established law that Bill Clinton's sock drawer, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, that every president has the right to classify or declassify because the executive is embodied in that person. As you just stated, the vice president doesn't have that authority and has no authority to keep classified documents. So perhaps, actually, tweets like this one from your dear friend Mark Eilis, uh, Democrat super lawyer, uh, might actually apply to Joe Biden, shockingly. Now, Mark Eilis went through and deleted this tweet this morning, and we thought that was very curious. What he's saying here is that this, according to this U.S. Code 2071, uh, people who mishandle classified documents shall forfeit office and be disqualified from holding any other office in the United States, maybe imprisoned for three years. 
Is this going to boomer? Is this going to backfire and boomerang on Joe Biden? Are these rules going to apply to him? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. It's amazing that Mark Elias, uh, uh, he's not so principled in his position anymore. I mean, because <laughs> because all they care, all Democrats care about is power, right? And they know damn well that President Trump did nothing wrong when he took records to Mar-a-Lago, the office of former president, when he left office. He had the constitutional right to do it as commander-in-chief. He had the uh, he had the statutory right under the Presidential Records Act. And it's amazing, these people who were screaming at the top of their lungs uh, that Trump uh, put our national security at risk, are it's just crickets out of them. And what's even more damning about this is they found these records on November 2nd, six days before mm-hmm. the election, and they covered this up for two months. Why? Why did why did they cover this up until now? Why did they wait till now to disclose that they found these classified records in some uh, office in Washington, D.C. that Biden used as a fake professor at the University of Pennsylvania? And maybe Hunter and James Biden also used this office. Yeah. Do you think that this is some in some I mean, why is this coming out now? I mean, Mike, what what is your take? Do you think that this is some in, in some way like uh, uh, their ability to say, hey, we have dirt on you, pal. Don't you dare think about running in 2024? Or are they did they just wait for the lowest possible impact time uh, to slowly breadcrumb this out there? Well, I, I think it's the latter because I think the National Archives is full of a bunch of leftists. Uh, they're, they're not these non-political bureaucrats and librarians like people think that the leaders of the National Archives are political activists for the for the Democrats. Remember, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James Biden were on the Chinese and Ukrainian payrolls when he left the, uh, the left the White House as uh, when he left as vice president. It is very damning that he has these records. And so I think there needs to be a full accounting of what these records are, who had access to them, the, the access to them. There needs to be an intel assessment, uh, the same uh, nonsense that they're doing for President Trump, where these records were in a secure office of the former president guarded by the Secret Service. These Biden, uh, uh, these Biden stolen classified records were not. These are these are stolen records. They're classified records. They're government property. He had no right to take them. Uh, they it puts our national security at risk when he has them in an unsecured environment. Uh, and so they need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. There's story after story after story of people mishandling classified information and going to prison for a very, very long time uh, doing this. Now, those the, the only thing that protects you from that seems to be high office held by Democrats. You saw Hillary Clinton do it. Now you're seeing Joe Biden do it. What do you think the result of this will be? Nothing. I mean, they're going to do nothing. They're going to bury this. You you notice that the media, there was one story from CBS. So clearly the Biden administration gave this exclusive to CBS, a, a friendly media outlet. And they disclosed it, and then they let the Biden people explain away why there's nothing wrong here. And so that that's how they broke the story to CBS. And uh, that that, sh- that shouldn't be good enough. I, House Republicans need to get to the bottom of this. They need the the Intel community needs to start uh, issuing subpoenas uh, and other committees if they need to. Government oversight, whoever uh, armed services, they have to get to the bottom of this. They cannot allow the Biden justice. Where is Attorney General Merrick Garland? What what 
Where is the FBI? I mean, these he's in Mexico right now. He's in Mexico right now with Biden. That the same people who who are who are absolutely hysterical uh, against President Trump because he had records in Mar-a-Lago that Trump he's even if even if President Trump did not declassify these records, which he did, but even if he did not declassify the records, he's allowed to take them under the Presidential Records Act. That's why he again has federally funded office space, federally funded staff, staff with security clearances, SCIFs, which are secure compartment and information facilities to look at classified records. Former Vice President Joe Biden had none of those records. And President Trump, there's no evidence whatsoever that President Trump was on the Ukrainian and Chinese payrolls like there's smoking gun evidence that Biden was and his family. A lot riding on this new GOP majority in the House. We'll see what comes of it. It's been a strong start, so we'll pray for the best. This would be a James Comer this would be a James Comer oversight investigation, right? Like this would be looking in, this would be looking in uh, from James Comer's committee. It could, it could be Comer. It could, that's the government oversight committee. That could be Intel committee. It could be judiciary committee. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of committees who could be issuing subpoenas today. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, we pray that they're watching and listening and we know actually some of them are. Thank you, Mike Davis, so very much for fighting the good fight inside of the belly of the beast. Thank you, Ben. Speaking of the belly of the beast, the Biden White House pressured Facebook to censor Tucker Carlson, one of our dear friends, a mentor and somebody who I've worked with. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just next level. All right. This is next level. So you have the digital director of the White House that is writing to Facebook with links to Tucker Carlson's Facebook page saying, you got to censor Tucker. At what point? Is it Guantanamo Bay for these people? At what point? Because what they're doing is they're oath breakers. Every single one of these people in the executive are working under the authority of a man who held his hand over the Constitution, over our first right, our first amendment. And they're openly violative of that oath. They're oath breakers. According to new files released by the Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, his multi-state censorship lawsuit against the Biden administration, the White House requested Facebook censor Fox News' Tucker Carlson for expressing criticism of the COVID vaccines. In an email sent to Facebook on April 14th, 2021, White House Director of Digital Strategy Rob Flaherty wrote, since we've been talking on the phone, top post about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying that they aren't effective. Yesterday, it was Tommy Lahren saying that she won't take one. The emails are the latest in a string of revelations about the extent of collusion between the Biden administration and the tech companies to suppress a coronavirus debate. Landry secured the emails through Louisiana, Missouri, and Missouri's lawsuit against the administration and alleges that it conspired with tech companies to suppress the First Amendment of American citizens. Tucker Carlson responded to being censored directly by the White House last night. That's the most basic right of all, to know that what goes into your body to know something about it. But in trying to say that, we were censored, and now we know we were censored directly by the White House. In April of 2021, the White House's director of digital strategy, a character called Rob Flaherty, sent this email to Facebook. Quote, the top post on Facebook about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying they don't work, he complained. He then pressured, the White House pressured Facebook to follow its policy of, quote, reduction, meaning censorship. We're quoting, if reduction means pumping our most vaccine has an audience with Tucker Carlson saying it doesn't work, then I'm not sure it's reduction. In other words, censor more. 
The Facebook employee responded by promising that the company was, quote, running this down now. We asked Rob Flaherty to join us tonight to explain, but of course he's a coward and he won't. Yeah, these people are cowards. It really, the, the most cowardice possible thing is not to engage in debate, as is your right in the arena. Politics is pain. It's a war zone. Go on Twitter. Go on social media. We're on it day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, four weeks out of the month, and 12 months out of the year. And we're fighting for you. And, of course, we say thank you to those of you who subscribe, to those of you who like this content, to those of you who subscribe to our podcast. We say thank you. You keep us going. We're fighting for you. We're out here in the melee. We got 7 million followers across social media platforms and growing and counting. And we got some huge announcements for this year. Very, very exciting stuff in the works. And ladies and gentlemen, we understand. We put on our brass knuckles every day before we go to work. No glass jaws around here. We put on our hockey pads and we're ready for the brawl. It's a bloodbath. That's what politics is. It's pain. And so what happens is we engage optimally inside of that arena with the people who disagree with us. We fight them online. We fight officials. We quote tweet. We hit back. We punch back. That's what it is. It's a war zone. Okay. That's how that's how politics works. That's how it's always worked. Go check out the first presidential race. There was maybe one presidential race that wasn't an absolute bloodbath in American history. That was when uh, George Washington was essentially coronated as president for two terms. And then after that, everything just descended into madness. Adams versus Jefferson. They're calling each other hermaphrodite, toothless hermaphrodites. <laughs> it's like unbelievable, like stuff you probably wouldn't even see in attack ads today. That's what they were doing. So that's just what politics is. Politics is the descent into human nature and madness. And so we go there for you. We fight for you. This is these are this is a dirty game, but we we understand the reality of it. It's not for the angels. And so when we fight, we fight honestly. We go directly after our adversaries. A dishonest way to fight is to go and to cut the power cable to the arena. And that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing here. What they're doing is they're being, I don't know, let's use the sports metaphor, Tanya Harding. They're breaking the kneecaps of their competition, paying a guy a lead pipe to come through and to just take out Tucker Carlson. That's what they're doing here. It's dirty. It's sleazy. It's against the rules. And it is done by cretinous, vulture-like, invertebrates, these amoeba cowards who operate these censorship regimes, which thank God and praise God, Elon Musk is working to break up. And slowly but surely, we're starting to see a return, little by little bit, a return to free speech in this country. And I think we're going to look back in 10 years and see that this was total madness, what we just went through. Total madness. All brought about by Donald Trump. Now, I'm not blaming him. I'm saying that what Donald Trump did was he broke these people. He mentally broke these people. And so their job was then to go through every institution, the FBI, the DOJ, every press institution, every elector, every government uh, election integrity institution, and to corrupt it, to break it so that something like Donald Trump can never happen again. That's what that these are the these are the actions of broken brain damaged individuals who have a deep, deep mental psychosis and they need deep help. Sadly, 
they're currently in charge of a lot in America, and life is not getting better. What's the price of eggs where you live? My wife came home. She's like, eggs are currently $7 a carton. Are you buying eggs? We eat a lot of eggs in our household. Big protein household, Joss household. We eat a lot of eggs. How much are eggs where you live? Seven bucks a carton? I'm like, did you buy like the organic farm fresh? You know, like they, they fed the chickens, uh, you know, like Chick-fil-A or I don't know. What, what would you feed a chicken that's like really, really delicious? Uh, no, she's just buying regular standard run-of-the-mill eggs. What's going on here? Well, the Biden administration, the Marxists that run it are making everything worse for you. And it's it's got like the frog in the boiling water. It's hard to, to it, it happen, it's happening slowly and the, the boiling point is coming. Speaking of not being able to reach a boiling point, the Biden administration is going to ban gas stoves nationwide. What? <laughs> Wait, what? This according to a report, New York Post. Millions of Americans may soon be entering not stove season. The Biden administration is considering a nationwide ban on gas stoves, citing the harmful pollutants released by the appliances, according to a report. Consumer Protection Safety Commission is mulling the action after a recent study showed emissions from the devices can cause health and respiratory problems. It can also cause uh, your food to be cooked, which is a good thing. But of course, if you can't afford food and you have no food, well, then there's no need to cook it. Communist nations, they, they, they figure out those problems and they solve those problems really, really quickly. Just have no food for people. More than 12% of childhood asthma cases can be attributed to the gas stoves, according to a report published last month by the Internal Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Interesting, because those same that same research is funded by people who are uh, environmental terrorists, <clears throat> and every gas product is just uh, a vector for further natural gas and dinosaur bones to be pumped into our uh, uh, economy and into our day to day lives. And so, actually, what this is all about, much like so many of these fraudulent studies is about a political agenda. They don't like gas, so they want to ban you from being able to cook your food. The end. And they like electricity because the electricity can be controlled by the government and can be shut off. Gas is controlled by the private sector, by and large. The production of fossil fuels is controlled by the private sector. The production of electricity is controlled by government grids. So they can just turn off your ability to cook food. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for in in this push right now. Luckily. We think that by reporting this, the backlash of mothers who cook on gas stoves, including uh, my baby mama at home, otherwise known as my wife, uh, will get them blazing hot. Because uh, don't make eggs $7 a gallon and don't take away uh, mom's gas stoves to cook for their children. Surefire way to lose into eternity. So keep it up. Keep up the stupidity. Keep it up. Keep it up. 2024, right around the corner. And as we covered yesterday, Joe Biden planning on announcing his 2024 race. Let it be a gift to all of us. <clears throat> a gift to all of us is being able to fight every single day with you and for you. And we thank you. We thank you for subscribing. We thank you for liking. We thank you for ringing the bell. And we thank you for coming along on this journey with us. We go on offense every single day. On The Benny Show, we go on offense. And it's very, very fun because we have something to fight for. Unlike the left, we actually have something to fight for. It's not pink hair dye. It's not our cats at home in our one-bedroom apartments with our microwave dinners for one and our Xanax rattling around in our purses. No, it's God, family, country. That's what we fight for, God, family, country. It's a great motivator, really good motivator. 
We're born free men and women. And we're going to stay that way. And the only way we stay that way is the way that we've always stayed free, to fight. So we are very excited, ladies and gentlemen, about the fights to come. Please, and thank you for joining us. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.